Okay, friends, let's play a little game. Do you guys remember the high school game, Never Have I Ever? It was like where you had like a hand up with your fingers up and you'd say things like, never have I ever, you know, like ditched class. And if you ditched class, you put your finger down. And the person who had the most fingers standing won. So I want to play this game with y'all. You ready? Get your fingers up. (laughs) Never have I ever eaten a dessert in the middle of the day and decided to throw in the towel on my diet for the rest of the day. So if you've done that, put a finger down. Number two, never have I ever avoided the gym because I'm not fit enough. Never have I ever slept through my morning alarm and didn't get a chance to work out. So instead of trying to do something later, I watch Netflix all evening. Never have I ever been overwhelmed by meal prep. So instead, I avoid it altogether and end up eating scraps for dinner like cereal or just throwing cheese on bread or ordering food most of the week. If you put a finger down for most of these scenarios, first of all, welcome to the club. You're not alone, but you are likely someone who is engaging in black or white thinking. And for anyone who has a history of black or white thinking or tends to be drawn to this style of thinking, trying something new or setting a new goal can be really overwhelming because we are operating in this pass or fail capacity, this pass or fail mentality. There is this other word I want to talk about today, (laughs) discipline. Now, if we are anything alike, you might have a bit of an aversion to this word. I know I did for years. And after exploring why I was like feeling repulsed by this word, I came to the conclusion that black or white thinking and my tendency to shift towards that black or white all or nothing mentality completely taints the word discipline which in turn inhibits my ability to set and accomplish new goals. And ultimately, this just keeps me stuck. So today, my friends, I am making a case for discipline. And I want to talk about how discipline is so very different from black or white thinking and how some of that all or nothing mentality, if it is intertwined or it's colored our relationship with discipline, then it sets us up to fail. Friends, we are not here for that because this year we are breaking through. Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome Show, friends, where we dig into nutrition deeds that are actually helpful and we learn to be nicer to ourselves. I mean, think about it. Those things you say about your body, would you ever say them to your friend? I don't think so. (laughs) I am so glad you are here. I'm Jess, registered dietitian, juggling mama, work, and wife life amidst all the things. I used to spend an insane amount of energy hating on my body and lost in nutrition, but now I have way too much on my plate. I cannot afford to mistreat my body. And because I have a history of struggling with food, I know I have to be careful with how I approach my health goals. This is why I'm so passionate about empowered eating. Sister, in case you haven't heard it today, you are awesome. And I have resources for you beyond this podcast. Check out JessBrownRD.com and take my body confidence workshop totally free. All right, grab a cup of coffee or two (laughs) and let's fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Okay, here we are past mid-January. So a lot of the New Year's resolution things have either started to really stick or maybe they've fallen off. Either way, I want you to grab hold of that goal you had this year and don't lose hope because we are here to make big changes and we know those big changes are going to require commitment. And sometimes commitment means working through the successes while other times it means working through the failures and the things that we haven't, that they haven't turned out the way we want it to. So we are here to pull away from some of that all or nothing thinking just by talking about it and seeing if we can identify it in our own patterns. I know for me, when I want to accomplish something 
beyond what I can do now and I know I have to push my body. So maybe I have to push my body physically or maybe I need to push myself out of my comfort zone. My old patterns are to take things very slow and be very cautious because I can be scared of failure and that fear can keep me frozen. Now, this the best example I have for this was actually early on in my career. I was a runner and I had signed up for a marathon. So this was a huge deal for me. I've always been a runner, but never this distance. I think at that point, like the most I had run was seven miles, which is a lot. But to jump to, you know, 26 is huge. So I started pushing myself. And as I committed to this training schedule, it's almost like I had this voice in the back of my head that said, like, be careful, Jess. Like, don't overcommit yourself. Do you know, can you really do this? Can you really, like, do it all the way? And what I see now is that that was a lot of my black or white thinking creeping back in and trying to taint my new goal and the new discipline I was trying to lay out in my life. I really wish someone would have helped me with this years ago because when you struggle with food or exercise or body image, like rigidity is the name of the game. Eat perfect. Workouts have to be hard. Somehow they're never enough. (laughs) You have to always do everything a certain way. So when we go back to some of our goals, it can be really confusing. Unfortunately, when you live in this world of rigidity for so long, or you've been deeply engulfed in black and white thinking, you see how it colors discipline. And like I said before, this is a major disservice because we need that discipline to do new things. And in my case, running a marathon, you know, I couldn't show up with only an eight miler in my history. Like I needed to be disciplined and commit time and push my body to expand how far I could run so that when I showed up on race day, I could actually run 26 miles. So I'm really excited to talk about this with you guys today because like I said, I wish somebody would have talked me through it years ago. And it honestly took me years to navigate this and find a safe, empowering way to return to discipline without becoming obsessive or becoming engulfed in rigidity again. So You guys ready to unpack this? Okay, now before I dive in, just a quick disclaimer. I'm going to be using some examples and you may feel like I'm talking directly to you (laughs) or you might feel like pieces of your story need to be heard and understood in order to work through this. I know I felt like that on my own journey. Like I had to really sit down and talk through these scenarios with someone. So if that's you, I just want to invite you to work with me one-on-one. You can find details on that at jessbrownrd.com. I've got all my coaching services there, but I would love to have this conversation with you. If talking on the general, in the more general sense here on the podcast, doesn't feel like it's quite meeting your needs. Okay, so let's talk more about this idea of what is black or white thinking. You know, we use that term a lot, but we need to really break it down to understand exactly what it is and why we do it. So black or white thinking is also known as dichotomous thinking or all or nothing thinking. It's where we think there are only two options or two outcomes, which right away you can see how this would be really problematic when we're trying to make changes because it means we either do it right or we do it wrong. We are good or we are bad. And that can keep us stuck in this cycle of doing well for a few days and then not doing so well. And instead of learning and growing, we get kicked off or we we just, you know, leave that goal and think it's never going to be something we can attain. The problem with black or white thinking is that 
it it's an inability to bring together both these positive and negative perceptions of ourselves, of our circumstances, and put it into a realistic whole view. In other words, we cannot get like a bird's eye perspective of what we're experiencing and we get sucked into one thought or feeling about a situation. Now, in the empowered eating world, I see this pop up most when someone is working to introduce intentional eating or targeted eating. And after years of dieting or possibly disordered eating, I could see how this would be really difficult because, again, when we live in rigidity or we've been slaves to diets for years, if we are coming back to this place of like, maybe I'm going to add a little bit more protein or maybe I am going to do inventory of what I'm eating and see if there's any changes I can make. It like triggers all the old stuff. It's really scary. I recently had a client who we were trying to get inventory of what she was eating. And so I suggested, I said, well, how would you feel about logging your food? And she was like, ooh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> and, you know, it brought up a lot of the old stuff with her where she used to log her food obsessively. And it was something that, she related to like calorie counting and obsession. So we found a new way to do it. We actually ended up doing like pictures and messages and coloring things, made it more fun. So we tried to change it a little bit, but being able to pull away from like, this is a good or bad tool, or this is a good or bad next step. And look at like, how can I learn? Like logging her food was actually this incredible tool that allowed us to learn where she was low in carb, where we might add another snack. And ultimately, she felt better. (laughs) But we couldn't have done that if she would have stayed in the black or white thinking. If you're early on in your journey, maybe you've only recently started your empowered eating journey, there are steps we definitely have to go through. We have to deconstruct that negative narrative, identify your values. I mean, this is all of what we do in the first two modules in my e-course. But then people want to go to the discipline piece. And I think that's, again, black or white thinking because this isn't a prescription, friends. This is a path. This is something that we have to see as a journey and find different ways to measure our outcomes other than we did it right or we did it wrong. Because guess what? It's not a matter of if you mess up. It's a matter of when you mess up. (laughs) And my question for you is when it doesn't go the way you want or when you mess up or when you fall off your goal or when things get off track or life throws you a curveball and you can't stay committed to what you hope to stay committed to, what are your next steps? And the answer and how you answer this question is going to be your litmus test to determine whether or not you're able to operate in discipline or if you have some black or white thinking that might be popping up. So let's break this down a little farther. I want to talk about some of the key differences between discipline, and I'm going to call it rigidity because ultimately black or white thinking is a rigid form of thinking. So discipline is rooted in values, which is, again, why I think the values work is so important first and foremost. And because it's rooted in values, it creates resiliency, meaning we can work towards the goal. We can continue on that path even when obstacles are thrown in our way. We can do the hard things because it means better things are on the way and in our future. Now, discipline rooted in shame or insecurity makes us anxious. We end up avoiding it. We are procrastinating on our goals. We start repeating old patterns. Rigidity is going to be something that operates in the currency of shame, where discipline operates in the currency of curiosity. It's goal-oriented, growth-oriented. Rigidity is rooted in insecurity and comparison where discipline is rooted in the desire to be a better version of you because your awesome serves a greater purpose. It has nothing to do with what Sally Joe next door or on Instagram is doing. It's all about 
you improving upon yourself. Rigidity doesn't allow room for error, but discipline learns every single step along the way. So again, here is your litmus of a test. It's not a matter of if you fail, it's when things go awry, when you feel like things didn't go the way you planned. How do you plan to react? Okay, let's work through some examples. If you're trying a new workout routine that requires getting into a gym, when you don't make it, you know, let's say your goal is two times per week, when you don't make it two times per week, how do you react? So an example of black or white thinking here would be, I didn't make it to the gym today and taking a walk this afternoon is not worth it because it's not going to the gym. Discipline would look like this. I will look at what limited my ability to make it happen. Like, why didn't I make it to the gym? And I'm going to work through my week differently next week. Or you might say, I didn't make it to the gym today, but I could go for a quick walk this afternoon because I know it's still movement. So see how there's flexibility and fluidity. We adapt when we have this mindset of discipline. Let's look at another example. Let's say you're trying to follow your fuel plan and that your particular fuel plan is trying to keep desserts reserved for the weekends or special occasions. How will you react if you decide to have a cookie at the office? Now, black or white thinking would say, well, my diet is now ruined. I had a cookie at the office and I may as well stop for fast food on the way home. So we get stuck and pulled into that, like, you know, throwing in the towel completely. Operating in a mindset of discipline would go something like this. Well, that didn't go as planned. That cookie was delicious, <laughs> but I did listen to my biofeedback and see what it said about that cookie. And I'm going to look and see if that was in alignment with my values and goals. So in other words, we're learning. And I love that question there because this is actually from a specific client I've been working with. We had this goal and she ended up eating cookies at the office quite often. So I finally just asked her, I'm like, well, what does your biofeedback say? And her biofeedback didn't really have much to say. Like a cookie didn't do much to her. And then I asked, like, well, how does having a cookie align with your values and goals? It didn't impact her goals. And her, as far as her values go, it actually connected her to other coworkers. They went, they had some fun, there was camaraderie, and they enjoyed the cookie together. So looking at this actually helped us rewrite her goal and helped her find a goal that was more in alignment with what she really wants. So again, operating in this mindset of discipline keeps that posture of curiosity because it assumes we need to know more. And if you stay stuck in that all or nothing or the pass fail mentality, you can miss so many of these nuances, which are ultimately fine tuning us as empowered eaters. Now, the bottom line, as one of my favorite speakers, um, Jocko Willink says, discipline equals freedom. The ability to implement levels of discipline in our life is something that will completely set us free. When I am working on the harder things in my journey, I love to pull my faith in because this is what really grounds me and keeps me focused. And this idea of discipline reminds me of one of my favorite Bible verses, which is 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and self-control. And for a long time, I heard that almost as a shame tool where like, you know, if I didn't have self-control or self-discipline, I was doing something wrong. But again, there's another example of how black or white thinking can actually taint our ability to implore discipline. And now I hear that verse and I know that I have the capacity to be disciplined, which also means I have the capacity to be disciplined enough to not fall back into black or white thinking because God gave me that ability. Friends, will we struggle with this? Yes. <laughs> but are we going to overcome? Absolutely. Friends, you are going to need space for grace if you're going to make this transition from rigidity, black or white, all or nothing thinking to discipline. 
you're going to need that flexibility and fluidity. So my prayer is that you can create that space for grace as you make this transition, and I am cheering you on. Hope you have a wonderful day. Cheers and happy eating. Gosh, I'm so glad you joined me today. If today encouraged you, would you take a minute and encourage me by leaving a review for the show? I read every single one of these reviews, and your words, they mean so much to me. This podcast is here to support you weekly, but it only scratches the surface. For more info on how you can become an empowered eater, grab my free workshop on how to become confident in your body without obsessing over food at JessBrownRD.com. Don't forget to join me right here next Monday, where I cannot wait to fuel your awesome. Cheers, my sweet friend, and happy eating.